This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome in to Judd's Hockey Show slash Wild Event Line. We are here for you again, Zolgad and Declan Goff. And um, we all just watched the Minnesota Wild in what was Dean Evison's masterpiece of coaching. And then a great third period defeat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-0. We got ourselves a game seven, folks. Friday night in Vegas. Last time I talked to you from this building, the Wild was down 3-1. to one. It looked like the season was over, and honestly, um, it looked pretty doggone hopeless at that point. But I would say, while this was certainly not the most attractive game, the third period was fun, but this was not the most attractive game. This was the Wild's best game wire-to-wire in the entire series. They did exactly what they had to do in the third period. They got performances from guys like Fiala, Declan's guy, who, by the way, to, to defend him, too, has had a great series. Like, he's had a really good series. So, like, he did not wake up. He was rewarded tonight. But, you know, he went into this game, I believe, in the first five games with 18 shots on goal. Yep. Um, I'll hold my takes. I'll hold my yeah, takes. No, I, but, I, take. but, I mean, he, de- he deserves, credit for, he deserves mm-hmm. credit for tonight, but he also deserves credit because he's played very well. Cam Talbot uh, gets the shutout. I'm looking at the shots on goal board right now. Wild actually outshot Vegas 24-23 in this game. So Talbot gets the shutout. Um, the Wild getting three third-period goals. Ryan Hartman from Fiala and Parisi. Zach Parisi standing basically still in neutral, made a great bank pass to Fiala, who made an even better pass to Hartman at 421 uh, to beat Marc-Andre Fleury. That was goal one. Goal two then was on the power play. After a no goal, we'll get into that. That was disallowed goal that for Alex Tuck being called uh, for goaltender interference on Talbot. And so because Vegas challenged the no-goal call and it was upheld, the Wild got a power play. And at 935, Fiala scores, beats uh, Flurry. I think, five-hole from Spurgeon and Zuccarello. And then the final goal is Bukestead on a backhand sent in by Nico Sturm, who, by the way, had another, I thought, really good game tonight. And Spurgeon... Who, um, who came into this game, we talked about this. First five games of the series, Jared Spurgeon, no points and a minus five. So two assists tonight. That goal came at, uh, I think it was 15-17 or 15-13. I can't even read my own writing, and you know what? It doesn't matter. The wild win. So, Declan, what's your reaction uh, to this game? And we can certainly delve deeper into that as we go and also tell the good folks out there, our viewers, the people in our Score North family, if you will, yeah, how they the can family. join us, how they can join us and uh, and talk about one of the most exciting things in all the sports, Game 7. Game 7, some of the best words in all of sports. And it's right Love here 
right here on Wild Bet Line. There will not there would not be a game seven if there wasn't for a game six win. Now here's the thing. I have a point to make on Kevin Fiat. I have a big obnoxious gesture I want to do, but I'm gonna hold my take to do that because you know why? This is your show. This is not about me. This is about you, the wild fan. So if you have takes, shoot me an email. Vikingsventline at gmail.com. I know it's not wild, but Vikingsventline at gmail.com will put you part of our family here. We'll pop you on the screen. We'll run through all as many takes as we can. And if this is the first time maybe you're discra- uh, discovering us here at Score North, thank you. This is Judd Zolgad. I am executive producer Declan Goff. Phil Mackey, the hockey whisperer, is actually looking in his orb right now what he wants to see in Game 7. And he, has, he already has a couple in mind. Well, he's called it. He already has called it. But here's the yeah. thing, Judd. He still, mm-hmm. has to, he still has to orchestrate mm-hmm. how he wants that Game 7 to play out. Okay. So I, I know he's looking in his own little crystal ball there and how he wants to play that out. That's Phil Mackey. But if this is the first time you have discovered us hit the subscribe button right now on our youtube channel also we are at score north on instagram we would love some follows on there and if you even want some vikings takes purple daily podcast as well this is minnesota wild vent line i can already see a bunch of people filling up the room right now we're going to run through as much of you as we can um and if the room gets full just stay patient i will send you an email vikings vent line at gmail.com. I think my Gmail um, storage is already filling up right here. So we're going to run through as much as you can here after we give our first takes. But Judd, uh, for me, this was a sloppy game, but it was the right game, I think is my initial take for, for this for this game. Vegas is a high-skilled, deep team. They have great goaltending in Marc-Andre Fleury. Robin Leonard, could you make a case Robin Leonard might start Game 7? Maybe. I don't think so. No, he but won't. This is, this is a team ba- based on skill uh-huh. and depth. And the Wild made it a sloppy game. If you can make this game into a sloppy game, you're probably going to win because the Wild have a more grittier style where they can even out that type of type of game. Yep. This was the, the so this is the most ideal situation if you're a Wild fan to go into. Because if you won this game in a track meet, I'm still not sure how I feel about going into a game seven. Yep. You shut down Vegas tonight for the first time all series, and if you can replicate that one more time. Well, man, that 3-1 deficit and all those negative periods you had earlier in this series are wiped away. So that, that is my initial take from this game. This is what we said in, in the preview that we did this morning for Judd's Hockey Show on this game. Though This is what we said the Wild had to do, which was muck it up, slow it down. I'm going to tell you right now, if former Wild coach Jacques Lemaire watched this game, he was weeping. He was weeping, crying openly, saying, that's how I used to love to play. That's how this was. This was 2003. That's what this was. And I don't mean the same team. I mean, they were allowed to gum up this game to no end. Vegas is very good at breaking up passes and making plays to stop you, but then they transition quickly. The second period now, in retrospect, might have been the best piece of film that uh, that Dino had to use against his own guys because he could basically say, you see what happens when you think you're good? Because for the most part, we're not as good as they are. We have to play a slow it down, very orchestrated, very smart game in which we don't try and make the sexy play. We just make the solid play and we block a ton of passes and we block a ton of shots. And we basically were they were basically more interested or as interested in blocking passes decks as they were shots. It was a genius game plan. It was exactly this is when I complained for the last two games or so. And I said, what's Dean doing? Like he's not adjusting. This is what you had to do. It was brilliant. And my final thing, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, I know you like, and, and this, hap- this has happened in hockey since my North Star days. In the playoffs, the referees make you mad, okay? <laughs> 
But number one, they wiped out a goal, which was a, the equivalent of the Felino goal. And I will say this, they have no idea what they're calling, but it doesn't matter. They wiped that goal out. But more importantly, I know that you think the Wild didn't get some calls tonight, but I could tell you from watching the game here in person, the Wild was the Wild was running interference and doing things that oh, yeah. easily could have been called and never were. The best thing that happened to the Wild tonight was the fact that the officials swallowed their whistles. Because if the officials had set, had set the tempo and been like, we need a game that people can watch, because if you are not diehard hockey fan or slash diehard Wild fan, you turn this game off. Like the first two periods of this game were, what's the word, aesthetically unpleasing. But mm-hmm. if you're the Wild, you don't give a damn. You're going to game seven. So, yep. But do not crap on the officials. They let things go, benefiting the Wild. That's my that's my rant on on one, the number one star of this game, Dean Evason, and two, the officials helped the Wild. So if those are your first two stars, then let me let me just uh, pour a little something for the third star because it starts with number twenty two. Oh yeah, it starts with number twenty two, Kevin Fiala here. Let me make sure I get it on the screen here. Thank you very, very nice. much. What's the drink of choice? Tequila it's, again? It's my tequila. It's my Casamigos um, because I just mm-hmm. want to make. An excellent point here before I turn to all of our wild fans and I pour a drink and I Kermit the Frog very condescendingly make my take here and and sip my little drink here. One second. Mm. You know, I heard all season long, how come that 22 can't just uh, play a more complete game? How come that 22 just, if he takes all that fire and passion, why can't he just channel it all into making smart and all the right and best plays? And then tonight comes along, and he sets up a beautiful first goal to Ryan Hartman. Ryan Hartman gets the goal, and he deserves the goal. But, Judd, that play starts, by the way, in the back end. The breakout was it was it Zach Parise? It was our, was our old buddy? Parise old buddy Zach Parise. To Fiala, and that was mm-hmm. a great and, – and, that, and that's because Zach still has hockey sense. He just doesn't have speed. Right. So he has hockey sense to get it up to one of the most skilled players on the team, and Kevin Fiala draws all the attention in, right? Vegas sucks in right on him. Marc-Andre Fleury is king, and going right to his post, that leaves a wide-open Ryan Hartman to get the goal. Bingo, bango, all Kevin Fiala. Hartman, you deserve the goal. I'm not saying that, but that's right. all Kevin Fiala. Yeah. And then the second goal, right, that's off the power play. And about DeBoer, right call to challenge it. I think that, or even earlier yeah. in the game, right call, you had to do that. Yes. How things were going and how even the Wild could maybe even get allowed a goal against them, that was the right call on DeBoer. Regardless, the Wild capitalized, Fiala scores the big-time power play goal. I have told you I was the warden of the Kevin Fiala fan club, and I just I really want to make that point home that this guy makes big-time plays for you, and any time he makes a dumb turnover against the Winnipeg Jets or against the Los Angeles Kings on a February game, remember what happens tonight in Game 6, because I'm telling you, yeah. it will always be worth it with him. And he was, in my opinion, offensively, that's not Cam Talbot, the MVP of this game. He was fantastic, and he's had a good series. He's had a good series. I, I only hope that Kirill Kaprizov has gone to school off of what Kevin has done in this entire series. Kevin Fiala, and and you said it today on the preview show, he deserved to be rewarded, which he was tonight. But but it wasn't that he, he needed to play better. He just deserved the goal, and the assist was beautiful. Um, but he has had, he had 18 shots in the series going into this game. And it wasn't a selfish 18 shots. He had created right. space for himself and gotten shots off. So I was really glad to see him have a great game. He was fantastic. He's got that skill. But Kevin Fiala, to me, has shown up for this entire series. And mm-hmm. tonight, the stats just show that more. All right. 
Judd, let's waste no uh, not much let's more time it. here. By Get the way, it. we have a insane amount of people in our room watching us right now. We have about 10 Vikings fans who are about to pop up. AJ, you'll be uh, first fans. up here in just Wild. a little second. Wild fans, Vikings fans, Wolves fans, Twins fans, Score North fans. You're part of the family, right? You're yeah, all they are part, part of the family. family. Welcome, to, welcome to family. So thank you. So if this is the first time you're discovering us, thank you so much. This is Wild Event Line on Score North with Judd Zolgad. I'm Declan Goff. Um, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. We're also on Twitter at ScoreNorthMN. That's where you can find us. So without further ado, let's run through as many wild fans as we can here. Um, this is your show, so we'll, we're, at the dic- we're, at, we're at the mercy of you guys. So AJ, I'll pop you uh, up on the screen here, man. Welcome to Wild Vent Line. Kick us off. What do you think of Game 6? Well, well, first off, you know, you say Timberwolves fans. That might not be there much longer. But, uh... <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, Glenn never – Glenn, he, shocking. He looked at A-Rod right in the eye, and A-Rod said, I'll never move the team, Glenn, and he believed him. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm drinking a Pepsi tonight. Tuesday is the 21st, so hopefully we can win Game Seven, so I can join you guys with a drink. Hey, there you go, AJ. Soon, but, uh, almost, I got a water. Man. Almost, man. Yeah, you're right, on, right, you're right. almost there. You're rounding third. Yep. Uh, so just a couple things. First off, yeah, you guys said it wasn't a it wasn't a complete game, wasn't a perfect game, but just an entertaining game in every way. Talbot made some fantastic saves, got the shutout. That was beautiful. The defense, I thought. Every single defenseman I thought played a played a pretty good game, and, and Matt Dumba specifically hyping the hyping the fans up, getting the crowd rallied after that fight was was beautiful to see. Yep. And then just the goals, like you guys mentioned, Fiala deserved one, and it was just it was great great to see him score. My Twitter feed or my my TV feed was behind my Twitter feed, so I saw on Twitter that we had scored before I actually saw the goal, so that wasn't very nice. Um, but uh, do you guys think that 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 we finally broke through on on the flower and that the dam has been broken. I know on NBCSN at least that was the first thing that Patrick Sharp and the other two talked about right away was who do you start in Game Seven? Is it is it going to be Leonard or is it going to be Flurry? Well, I start Flower because I I don't uh, thrust a guy in, in there in the final game of a series when I played um, his compatriot for six games. But yeah, I, here's the thing: I don't think it's breaking through on on Flurry tonight. AJ, I think what this was was the was the game plan that they probably should have gone to two games ago. It's the game plan. Um, you don't give Vegas anything, and you purposely sort of play a boring game, like because they did. Which is which? You know what? If you win Game Six, you think you give a damn? Um, so I I don't think it's a breaking. To Dex's point, if this had been an offensive display back and forth and and they scored three goals or four goals or five goals, then it's like, oh, I wonder if they're breaking through offensively. But if you look at the goals tonight, or, or at least the two even strength goals, they were basically uh, generated through um, good defensive play and mistakes. The, the Parisi, so the first goal starts like this, and this is where the Wild was so good tonight and what impresses me because I wanted to see this. Vegas gets into the wild offensive zone and instead of the wild defenseman backing up, which they were doing in the second period of game five, right? Oh my God, here they come. We got to back up. Spurgeon stood his ground. Puck gets turned over to him. He very calmly gets it out towards Parisi. Parisi makes that great bank pass off the boards. Fiala makes his pass. That was born though of the fact that the wild was patient and smart and didn't retreat. Um, goal, goal three, Bukestad goal, same type of deal. Bad play by the Golden Knights. Wild jumps on the opportunity, transitions quickly. So I don't know that I, I don't think they figured out flurry. I think they, I think what they did was they finally played a game 
um, that suits what they can do well and what will frustrate. And make no mistake, the Golden Knights were getting frustrated, which is a beautiful thing. That's great. Um, so I, I think tonight was a game plan that exploited the weakness of the Golden Knights. Um, because if the Wild tries to go punch for punch, they're going to lose. Like we've seen that for the most part. Game five was just weird. But for the most part, they're going to lose. Tonight's game is the master plan. I mean, that's what you have to do. The key, the key to it, though, is the officials have to let everything go. Because you are committing penalties in, in today's game. Oh, oh so, for sure. And I, and I think... Uh, but, I mean, that's fine if they're not going to call it. I'm not going to complain. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's a big improvement in the neutral zone. Kind of, you know, those transitions like you were talking about. Especially, I mean, you look at that, that second period of last game. I mean, that's where we struggled. We couldn't get it into their zone smoothly without having to dump and change right away. Uh, just one final thought. What do you guys think of uh, Dean's nice light blue suit tonight? <laughs> Dude, he has the finest suits in the league. I oh, was yeah. a big, um, I don't know, oh. AJ, if you've dabbled into Entourage at all, the TV mm. show. No. So it was it was an HBO show. It was popular when I was in like high school. I'm 28. Um, and Ari Gold, Jeremy Piven, always had the <laughs> finest suit. Well, he, had, he was a, a character for a lot of reasons in that show, but I will just say his suits are right on the Dean Evison on the game. They're pretty fine, good suits, dude. I, I know what you're saying. He looks straight out of Dumb and Dumber, but I loved it. At the he does. Time. That's also true. <laughs> thanks, hey, man. Appreciate AJ, it. Thanks for yeah. coming on, man. Appreciate you. Talk to you Friday, maybe. Yeah, those are some nice suits. Hey, we got a we got an insane amount of people in this room here, Judd. So should we just uh, should we start running through as many calls? Yeah, as let's we just can roll. Here? Yep. Let's just yep. keep going. Again, this is your show. This is Wild Vent Line. Shoot me an email, VikingsVentline.com on Wild Vent Line. Uh, but I'll get you in the room. We have a full room. I'll keep sending out the invites when uh, space comes available. Let's uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, what's up, brother? You're on Wild Vent Line. How are you? Nice to be here first time. Uh, just discovered you guys. I'm down in St. Louis. Uh, just moved here from St. Paul, so it's good to okay. have some contact with uh, sane hockey fans. Uh, so uh, I just Thank wanted you. to uh, you know, touch on what I saw today. First of all, we out-hit them 24-16, to 16, and that – totally changed the game for us. We shut down Tuck being physical. I feel like every game that they've dominated, he's had this second period where he just explodes and we don't know what to do with him. And this whole game, we were just like, just hit him, just hit him. And it produced 17 takeaways to their three. Just, we were able to control the puck off that for a team that looks on the ice, like we're smaller than that team. We controlled the game physically. And I think it made an absolute utter difference uh, and then, yeah, Parisi, uh, whatever downsides to him being on the ice there are, I think he brought that gritty style of playback. We were trying to make pretty passes, beautiful plays. You know, you brought it up, I think, after game three when they banked, you know, the bank pass off the backboards and then they shot it in and it worked. Mm-hmm. That's how Parisi scored. Parisi's assists today off the boards, everything. He's just play. He's, he's adjusting for the fact that he knows he might be slower now, I feel like, and he's just playing smart, and it's bringing the whole IQ of the team up, which I think is helping a lot. Yep, so. and, to, and tonight's game fit his style, too. Yeah. That's the thing. They didn't want to play fast, and they didn't, and that, that was, for the most part, brilliant. So great stuff, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, Matt, thanks for coming on, Back man. again on, after game seven, which hopefully will lead to a game one against Colorado. I will be here. Enjoy awesome, St. Louis, man. man. Enjoy St. Louis. Love a, love a good St. Paul kid that uh, still supports uh, the Minnesota Wild. I feel that. Poor guys I know that blues, game really in well. Blues and Cardinals country. And those yeah. Cardinal fans, according to our old friend Rami, are insufferable. Ooh. Yes. Yes, they are. Good stuff. Uh, okay. 
We'll keep rolling on here. This is Wild Vent Line. Again, thank you for everyone being in our room here. We're, we got a full capacity room, so thank you very much. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at ScoreNorthMN as well. Let's uh, let's go to that. Oh, he's got a fine jersey on here. We got Greg. Greg, what's going on, man? Who who are we rocking behind that jersey, oh, by the way? Capri's off all day, all okay. day. I love it. First, why first why can't they wear those? Uh, just wanted to say, good choice on tequila. Hey, look at that. Look, it's, it's, tequila, it's Tequila Brothers here. Very hey, man. Tequila on the rocks. Can't go wrong. Very can't. nice. I, really made, I made myself a little pie chart of success here. Oh, let's, oh wow. You're okay. awesome. Good I, Lord. Hey, oh, love you, it. You get it. I've been out for a while. I've been out for a while working this. So I put 65% to Talbot. I put 10% to Parisi because have we lost the game since he came back in the series? I, I'm, I'm not sure. 25% going to the defense and 25% yep. to Fiala for the goal and the assist. Okay. But no love for Dean? I think Dean's oh, got to get, get a piece of that pie chart. You think so? You think, well, he, he gets the game piece of the defense. Like it's his defense, right? I mean, he well, had the thought to put it all in. Like, why not just give him the whole pie, I guess? But I mean, hey, he's <laughs> winning. Isn't that good enough? He just gets a piece, but I'm just saying it was a great. This was the game plan they they absolutely had to have. Anything else of trying to go mano a mano with these guys would not have worked. I thought this was absolutely outstanding, but hey, I, we, I appreciate we kept the pipe. Pretty good tonight, though. That was a great game. I loved the whole game. We actually exactly. played a full game today, and it was awesome. Exactly right, Greg. Thank you. Great, great. stuff, and love the pipe. Great chart, sweater. Man. Great what, sweater. Yes. One thing before I go, though. Mm-hmm. Kaprizov had it behind the net, puts it between his legs to the yeah. guy right in front of the net. If this man had a decent center, it would have been 4-0. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, get this man someone who can do something with the puck when he gets it to him. Like, yeah. Can you imagine that Yeah, but next, next season? If Rossi yeah. can do what we think he can, can you guys imagine? It's oh. unbelievable. I know. Hey, it's going to be so Thanks much for letting me in, boys. It was great. a great game. Thanks, man. Greg, thanks thank for the you. pie chart. Thanks for the tequila shout-out. Yeah, it's absolutely like correct. The- I love a guy that comes on with a pie chart. Yeah, that guy like, just gets sort of set things straight. That does. Yeah. That, he yeah. definitely gets it. Who's next? All right, let's uh, let's roll here with let's go with uh, Seth. Seth, yeah. what's up, man? How you Seth's doing? You're on Wild Bet Line. How are you, dude? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing well. There it man. is. Thanks there for coming it is. Out. Nice. I love it. Let me start off with this. I think it was uh, Judd that said uh, earlier today three people that he wanted to see have a better game today, and one of them was Spurgeon. And Spurgeon looked good tonight. He looked yeah. good, especially on that power play. He looked really good. I'm not sure if he got an assist on the power play. He did. But um, also, the tap on the butt to Suter after that big block in the third period, it was a great game. Great game by uh, Spurgeon. And also, uh, sometimes you guys are iffy with Parise, but Parise had a game. And that one icing call, I, he was wheeling. He was yeah, wheeling there. Yeah, he was wheeling. Been, I think you're right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Do you guys think that we got it in seven? Or what do you think? Because you had nights in six. I had nights in six, but I will say this. I think the Wild wins now. One, I, one, one tonight's game plan can be repeated. Like, if, if you play like they, they did tonight, it's going to make – it's going to continue to frustrate the Golden Knights and make life tough. And two – now the pressure shifted because they're going mm-hmm. home and they were up three to one. It seemed like the pressure was on them tonight. It, it really did. Yeah. It seemed like the momentum from puck drop. I like the whole series. I never saw once that it seemed like Vegas was like on their heels for more than seven minutes. But 
it seemed like for a good 40 out of the 60, maybe 50 out of the 60 minutes, Vegas was dealing with the wild speed, pressure, a lot of big hits. Dumba, I mean, I think he had an a, amazing game. Benino was great. I think everybody yeah. except for Rask had a great game. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There he is. He certainly had chances. He did. Uh, he had the breakaway. That spot. Yeah. Did, and didn't you know too, right when he was coming in, Seth, at Red's minute, you're like, oh, that's the last guy I want. I thought alone. he would go backhand. It's, yeah. Go backhand. Why not? <laughs> that's what you said. There, but yeah, that's yeah. what you said. Thank you, Seth. Hey, of Seth. course. Love the show. Thank you. Hey, man. Thank appreciate you, you coming on. Nice yeah. jersey. Oh, I, I, when that happened too, I was just like, oh, of all people. Victor Rass coming in with no move, no finish. This will this will not end well. Well, well, as Greg said, can you imagine when ninety seven has a center mm-hmm. who he can who he can work with? Really, right. because and Kaprizov, God bless Kaprizov. He's setting Rask up like Rask is good. Sure, <laughs> like he doesn't hog the puck. He'll be like, "Hey, Victor, here's the puck," and Victor's like, uh, "Is that a puck or a grenade? I don't know. I don't really want it." So, all right. Let's keep moving on here. Uh, this is Wild Ventline. If you want to get in on the show, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're going to roll through as many calls as you can. This is Score North, Judd Zolgad. I'm Declan Goff. We're part of Mackie and Judd and as well as Purple Daily. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on YouTube, also at Score North. Judd, uh, you know what? We're going to we're gonna turn to a, a friend of the show, a contributor of the show, who's usually on Purple Daily with us, but we're, we're going to get to our guy Tyler Fortis of Tyler. Climbing the Pocket. Tyler, are you, are, you, awesome. are you watching some hockey tonight? Oh, hey, I'm a Minnesotan. I always watch hockey. Nice. Yeah. Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. I got off work uh, to be able to catch the third period, and I got to say, we got to give a Paul Fenton shout-out tonight because the only good thing he ever did for this team was acquire Kevin Fiala. That's right. And, yeah. It, it, yeah, and one of the things I've kind of noticed with this series is it's never been about effort. It's always been just about execution and having the puck luck just go your way. And I think the last two nights have – really exemplified that like in game two or three that Fiala goal probably doesn't go in and probably gets deflected or uh flurry just performs some magic and those those things fell for us tonight and when you see the consistent effort and every everything you're doing stays the same you're going to see results from that and the fact that you have uh Kaprizov finally starting to really play well and be an effective part of this team Fiala's getting points. Spurgeon's getting points. All those things are really starting to roll, and you have Talbot just playing dynamite on the back end. Yes. Uh, I, it's been really nice to see uh, the, that effort just turn into success. And I hope that this isn't a mirage from Talbot, and I hope this is more of a trend. Because yep. if he continues this run, this like I'm not going to be hyperbolic and say this is a Stanley Cup team, but if you have a goalie playing like that, that's how you win a Stanley Cup. Absolutely. And how nice is it to see a wild goalie playing like that. It has been a very long time, Tyler. Mm-hmm. It has been a very long time. And and w- without him, game five, you're done. You're just done. I mean, yeah. game six is not played because it, it's, uh, it's you know, uh, mm-hmm. the Golden Knights in five games. But here's the thing that you said that I, that I like a lot because I think you're right. There have been times I don't understand what the Wild is doing and I don't un- – and I haven't understood the game plan. But unlike the old wild of like three or four years back, mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't watched this series at any point and thought they're sort of quitting, you know, they sort of gave up. Like, cause I, I used to think that um, mm-hmm. where things would start to go wrong and they would just be like, okay, we're done. We're dead. Um, this team, you don't have that. 
you, you, you have it at times where they're not playing an ideal game and certainly being outshot 22 to one, the second period of game five is embarrassing, but that wasn't a, but that was not a, Oh, they quit. And yeah. that's the difference. This, this team had one, the resilience to come back and get outshot 22 to one in a period and still win that game. And tonight after two periods of, I mean, just gritty workmanlike grimy hockey, they came out in the third and played damn well and scored three goals. So, yeah, it, this team just has, from the goalie on out, this has such a different feel that, than the team that was led by Dubnik and Zach and and Suter and that crew. So, great stuff, Tyler, though. Appreciate you joining us, man. No, absolutely. I, I got one question for Dex before I go. Are you a red wine fan? No. I Tyler, I stay away from the wine. I stay away okay. from the red or the white. So, uh, being that you're a tequila guy, there is uh, George Strait has a tequila, uh, Codino okay. fifteen thirty. They okay. make a blanco tequila called Rosa, and that it's a it's a blanco that's aged in a red wine barrel, and it's very unique and a really okay. good sipper. Might be something for you to look into. Tyler, I respect the heck out of that. Actually, I could dabble with that. You, it's clear, right? It's blanco. It's clear. Uh, sometimes it has a pinkish or uh, okay. goldish hue because okay. it's aged in that barrel, but okay. it's a blanco style tequila. You'll like it. Tyler, I appreciate that. Tyler Fornis. Yeah. Tyler Fornis, you're the best. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Gentlemen, man. have a great night. Thank you. You too. Take care. Tyler Fornis of uh, Climbing the Pocket, which you can find also uh, for a Minnesota Vikings mock draft, a deep, Minnesota Vikings news all, all all season long. A deep knowledge of, of yeah. the draft. He is he and tequila is football and, and wine. Obviously. I mean, you can't, you can't really yeah. make it anything. Uh, anything you know what? I'm sticking that. with beer. I'm sticking okay. with beer. Good for you. Who we got next on Wild Vent Line, my let's, man? Uh, let's get on Schulte. Schulte, you were on last time. Ooh, we got a little uh, baseball bat cup there. I like that. Yeah, oh, Schulte, like that. that's awesome. I love it. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man, where do we go? This was fun. Uh, it wasn't like, I mean, it's like watching 03 all over again. It was a, a trap in the neutral zone. Slow down <laughs> whenever you can. That's exactly. Like, but, but the goal scoring was great. I mean, that was yep. impressive. That pass by Fiala you just can't get any better than that and you kind of needed it to finally break through flurry tonight that was it I mean um I think this game needs to be repeated for game seven mm. because mm-hmm. we seem to start I, fast and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah. they just disappear so yes why don't we just flatten it out and just stop them in periods one and two slow them down and then eventually you're going to get the breaks like uh the, the two-on-one essentially just keep slowing them down until they give way essentially. And that's, I mean, for Vegas. And again, I mean, if you can pull off game seven, same thing against Colorado. Cause that's you're you're playing against a neutral zone speed team. So Schultz, the only, the only thing to keep in mind and, and as far as, as Friday's game, you're a thousand percent, right. But the only thing to keep in mind is the officials have to be willing to let you get away with it. Right. Yeah. If I mean, they start yeah, to call very, interference. Uh, you're, you're going to have to change things a bit, but if right. they're not, if if they're going to if they're going to swallow their whistles from the opening faceoff, which they did tonight, then you play the exact same game, and you don't care that that it's basically two periods of boring because the second period in Game Five was a disaster. Right. Yeah. I mean, and this tonight Game Two, it, it's weird because like in Game Five, it was like they they struggled to know what to do with the puck. And tonight at least seemed competent to get it over the red line, at least in. They weren't getting necessarily the chances or the full press on a forecheck. Yeah. But the puck was at least deep and away from your zone where they can't get 22 shots, high danger chances. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. Thanks, man. Great stuff. Yeah, Chelsea. of course. We'll talk to you awesome, man. Enjoy yep. it, Schultz. Thank you for coming on. Enjoy your beverage. Yeah, that is a good point. Isn't it weird, Judd, that I, I kind of – I guess it makes sense, but I didn't think that the Wild would have a better chance to win a playoff game against Vegas basically playing a more brutal and grittier and, and, and uglier style, right? If, if, like, if tomorrow you said there's two paths to win for the Wild in Game 7, I should say, and not tomorrow, but on Friday, if there's two paths to win on Game 7, mm-hmm. is it do you want to go on a track beat and see where it goes from there? Or would you rather be in a slop fest, low scoring, maybe the winning team only scores two to three goals, but do you want to take those chances, even with Marc-Andre Fleury and Net, who can obviously steal a game here and there? I think the best path for the Wild to win is the latter. Is, is to make it sloppy and to make it that way because I don't think you can win in a track meet against them. No question. You have to slow it down. You have to. They are a um, – and what? Pacioretty didn't play tonight. McNabb didn't play. Reeves di- didn't play, which actually does help you be more f- physical against the Golden Knights because Reeves can't come out and beat your guys up. Um, but they are still overall a more talented overall. So you you got some great players, so some right. really good players. Overall, they are more talented and more skilled than you. So the answer is to slow them down. What they did tonight is what I wanted them to to morph into halfway through the second period in Game Five. That's what I didn't get. Like you are, you have now entered a track meet, and they're going down. I mean, that was literally a period of they were skating downhill and you were skating uphill. And I got bad news when the ice is tilted like that. You ain't gonna win. Um, you're going to get outshot and out-hustled and outplayed, and it's the, it does not mean you quit. But, um, yeah, no, what we saw tonight, and I'm going to give Dean a ton of credit because I think he showed him film and said this is how we have to play. And and credit to players, too. They bought in. They bought in. Nobody, In my opinion tonight, nobody got over their skis. Fiala played a great game, but he didn't play a selfish game. Everybody said whatever we need to do, we'll do, and I thought it was – it was as good a game plan as they've had, as this franchise has had from a team in a single game in a hell of a long time. Absolutely. Who we got? All right, let's keep rolling here on Wild Vent Line. Thank you for everyone for hanging out. This is Score North. We appreciate you guys. I'm ready to make see? sure you guys know. You ready to go? <laughs> Alex's note here to Which us. One? No. Running to the bathroom, don't put me on. Yeah. So if you see him, if you, you got it, just wait a while for Alex. Okay. Well, it's even better because I was going to go with uh, our guy Steven here, who's decked out in his wild gear. Nice, Steven. Okay. Welcome to Wild Event Line, man. What do you think of Game Six? Oh, it's so hard to not be happy. I think my heart is finally starting to calm down. I was on edge all game, but oh, that that third period really, really did it. Well. But first, first things first, Dex. I know you're the warden of the Fiala fan club. There he is. Proud. Proud member since there day one of the Fiala Game Club. Now more than ever, beautiful night. So happy for my guy, our guy. But uh, I kind of, I, I had it had to be talked about, right? It, would it be a wild event line if no one talked about our favorite player to have never touched the ice, Matt Boldy? Because oh. I have a, I have a, I have a fun little story. So I go to Iowa State University down in Ames, which is about forty-five minutes north of Des Moines, which, as oh, yeah. we all know, is the home of. The uh, Iowa Wolves and Iowa Wild. Yep. So back in 2018, the Wolves played a preseason game here. They brought up the Iowa Wolves court. And that was when Derrick Rose was on the Wolves. And, of okay. course, there's a bunch of Chicago kids, a bunch of Minnesota kids that come here, right? So all game long, everybody was chanting, we want Rose. And Thibs never played him. <laughs> and I can't help but feel that this is like the exact same thing with Boldy. We are all chanting, we want Boldy. 
and we're not seeing them. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that didn't work tonight. Yeah, but uh, I think, Stephen, too, to your point, look, if you want to try to get by Vegas with the current plan you're using, look, it's 3-3, three to three, you've played six games, it's been even, you dominated them in the regular season, all right, okay, don't have to play them in Game 7. You don't have to play them in Game 7. I'd like to see them in Game 7. But if we get too far in front of our skis here, and you know what, I don't care because usually I'm a snowboarder, so I don't even know what it means to get too far in front of my skis. But if we're looking at the avalanche, if you're going to play Colorado in the second round, there is you will not stand a goat's chance in hell if you don't put Matthew Boldy in the lineup. You need that speed. You need that creativity. And it's game one. You have a little bit more lean way. It would make a lot more sense. So, yes, we. W- this is still a show that's advocating for Matthew Boldy. And if, if the Wild don't want to do it for game seven, I kind of understand it. The The recipe has been working, per se, lately. But in general, you need him long term, though. I think you need him long term. So it looks like right now that they have no real interest in playing him um it turned out that that he took part in the skate this morning because there was some fear that a player might be injured and couldn't play and so they sent everybody out for the pregame skate and steven they they basically decided that the guys i think it was fiala and benino were nicked up they decided that they could play and boldy didn't play but that was a backup plan so that was never like at first i thought oh they're finally going to play him because he's got Mm -hmm. speed and he's got skill um that was not the plan so i got bad news for us three and lots of folks i think they we want boldy chant might be met with silence from the team i don't think that they want to play him and i don't get why and i don't know why um but that was a that was strictly uh if a guy can't play Boldy will play. It was it was not a well, you know, we like Bukestead, but Boldy might be an improvement there. So that's the bad news there, I guess. Um I'm becoming more and more convinced that unless somebody really does get hurt that we're not gonna see Boldy in a game of significance until next fall. Oh, you know what they say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So. Yeah. It's but true. I'm, I'm it's afraid. true. Hey, All Steven, right, man. Thanks for coming on Wild yeah. Bentline, man. Go Good wild. stuff, Steven. Let's win. Yeah. I love it. Game so, seven. He's trying to say, let's win, win get game seven. Let's win game seven. Let's sport, let's sport Kevin um, Fiala. It's our you, native son. It's did you notice? Son. I don't think Foligno could shoot tonight. Yeah. So you said, um, you, you I, texted me and Phil in our group chat, and you said that uh, you noticed he could. I, I couldn't tell just from, honestly, from the he, TV side. You had, he, you had a good angle from where you were. but There was tell. one play. There were a couple times where he had the, where he could have. And, I mean, he's ordinarily an aggressive player. There were uh, a couple times where he had chances to shoot, and he and he didn't and tried to pass or dump the puck off. Uh, so I'm guessing it's a shoulder. I'm not positive. That's a total guess. But since the team won't tell us, I feel emboldened to guess. And mm-hmm. what was what was really frightening was near the end of the game there when Eck went heavy with his uh, left leg into that post. He did come back. Now, I, you know, that could get bad overnight. Um, that, at first, to me, looked like a knee. So don't know what's wrong, but I thought he, he might be done for game seven for sure, and he came back and played. So that's the best news, but we will not find that, that out with this being hockey until Friday night. So we'll, uh, we'll keep rolling on on a wild bent line. Yeah, game seven, by the way, on Friday at 8 p.m. Central. 8 p.m. Central, I that like timeline came down. So, so we're we the only one because the Islanders beat the Penguins. Ding, oh, write that down. That and night. then also the Lightning beat the Panthers. I had to get that in. Bond. I had to get it in. You're um, the Lightning beat the Panthers also moving on from that series. So the, the Wild are actually the only game on Friday night. But, yes, they will play nice. at 8 o'clock uh, on Friday. Game 7, some of the sweetest words in all of sports. And we will be live right after that game we'll be as live well. live right Winner after lose. this. 
We'll be ready to go right when the moment. There, there's no just uh, post-game show. The post-game show is you, the fans. We're yep. ready to roll with you guys. And, Let's keep, yep. and the best part, just like Vikings Ventline, we start the moment the game ends. You don't have to listen to Dean spew cliches about how his team worked hard and, for and don't get, minutes. Don't get me wrong. Dino's a friend of the show. You know, we love Dino. He's actually not a friend of the show yeah, at all. He's never yeah. been on the show. Billy Garen is a friend of the show. Right. Let's let's not let's not I'm pull sorry. people's legs about it. I'm sorry. You know what? Who's let's next? get our let's get our real friends of the show back on here. Uh Hunter, what's up, man? You're on Wild that line. How are you? You guys hear me all right? Yep, we got yep. you. All right. So I want to start off. Uh, I'm in Seattle right now, uh showing love from the coast. So these uh Early start times for me aren't too bad. You're, you're not with Phil, are you? Is Phil is the hockey whisperer in the room with you? Is he, is this a setup? Phil. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. yeah. no I, I want to start out with uh, I listened to the podcast this morning and Judd was saying his three favorites or what he wanted to see show up tonight. Uh, mine was Dean. Uh, I think he made some adjustments. He talked in the locker room, and I think that kind of showed out on the ice tonight. It looked it looked different. Yep. Uh, second, if Eck would have stayed out in wasn't in tomorrow or on Friday, would we have seen a shift of centers and possibly have Boldy up in the lineup? Hmm. Who's your other so, – so so who take who becomes the center for Fiala or for Felino, I should say, in Greenway then? Well, I'm saying – you said Benino. Right, those are those the first three, two. Would one of them move up. And, yep. So, or would yeah. you, or we bring up a center from the tax? That's what I'm wondering. That's yeah. what I'm curious. And, and like, would, would you put Sturm there? The, a potential Eck loss would be enormous. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he is, he is as steady as you, you could possibly get. Um, he's the, he is the one guy at that position on this team that I completely trust. I like Sturm a lot. But as far as, like, the trust tree goes at center, for me it's Eck. And then, yeah, there's, a, there's quite a drop there. So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, but I would be very curious to see what they would do because it would, be, it would probably be less than ideal no matter what, to have to plug in a different guy at X position in particular. Yeah, yeah. All right, I don't want to keep it too uh, negative, but, I mean, Kaprizov had a pass between his legs behind a Rask, and Rask just wasn't there in front of the net. Um, he's just lagging behind the play. I just wanted to throw that out there. Then lastly, before I head out, um, just earlier this week, I watched a, an NHL video where uh, they had Crosby on, and Crosby was mentioning, they asked him, so what about, what about Flower? And Crosby just said two words. He goes, five hole. And that's what Fiala did tonight. And that's just <laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, it's funny, funny, man. It stuck with me tonight as soon as I saw that goal. So I just wanted to leave that out there. But, that's awesome. Thank you, right. man. Yeah, Hunter, appreciate it, Hunter. Take care. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, that is fun. interesting because, um, look, Flower's been dynamite. But if Sid the Kid's got a spot. And also, I do feel like, Judd, the, the, and look, the Wild have won, obviously, games five and six. So it's obvious here. He he hasn't looked like the same guy he was in the first four games of this series, and he looked damn good, almost unstoppable in the first four games. These last two games, very beatable, very beatable. Yeah, I mean, he played well tonight. They they basically sure. I, the fact that they transitioned so well and didn't give the Golden Knights chances and shut them down. And look, that I, I mean, this series has been from a goaltending standpoint pretty damn good, right? Talbot won game one. Talbot won game five. Talbot um, played great tonight. Now, I, I thought tonight that he probably got as much support or he actually got more support from the Wild as he had gotten all series. The Flowers played, I mean, game one, he was fantastic. Game two, he won. Uh, games three and four here. So it 
this this is where Talbot is so important, though, Dex, because think about the amount of times that, that a guy like Fleury against the Wild in the playoffs stood on his head, which, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury has throughout this series at different times. And the wild goaltender allowed fluky goals. And it was like, well, unfortunately, that went in. And that's where where you've been able to counter now, to Bill Guerin's credit in signing Talbot as a free agent, you've been able to counter now with a goaltender that gives you a chance. <laughs> like that's like where for pe- people that say, well, a hot goaltender, yeah, that's right. But you got to get the goalie who can get hot in that environment. And like it, Devin Dubna couldn't, he could, he never did anything like what Talbot is doing in this series ever he didn't he did in the regular season but he sure did in the playoffs real quick before we uh keep the vikings fans coming in here on uh on wild event line on score north hit that subscribe button on our youtube channel follow us on instagram at score north um it's so weird that judd we've we've seen what i think talbot started 35 games in the regular season right 30 give or take 35 40 games in the regular Mm -hmm. season it's now been six playoff games Mm -hmm. and this is the first time, and, and maybe this is all my own naive part because I was so young. This is the first time since basically the Fernandez, Rollison, early part of Backstrom era where I'm not blaming goaltending. I have yet to see anything, anything from a game where I thought, God, if we just didn't allow in the fluky goal, if we didn't get some bad performance, I've yet to have that. And I don't want that to short credit what Devin Dubnik accomplished in his wild career. We can go down the accolades that, that he has, and he has earned, by the way, not just he has, he has earned those. And I, I, I hear those and I respect those, but I've yet to see, like Cam Talbot has been everything and above him. And it's, I don't know if it's just biased because it's a short sample size, but he is already proven no. he's a playoff performer. It's Bill, ridiculous. Bill Guerin made this change for this. He knew this. He had seen it. Stalock and Dubnik could not do what Cam is doing doing consistently and then and tonight i will say this think about the last time you saw a wild team in the playoffs play as complete of all in shutdown game and but by the way this team in 2003 went to the conference finals by playing darn near this exact game think about the last time though that you had seen in in essentially the parisi Suter era if you had ever seen this team play an all-in complete shut shutdown game in which they were willing to do whatever they had to do from uh, basically coaching standpoint. They were told how to play tonight, and they did it. And Talbot didn't have to play a great game because when it's working like it was in front of him, guess what? As long as he makes the saves that he has to, which, by the way, I'm not taking for granted, but as long as you're doing that, that's the difference. But, I mean, I challenge you, go back, and that does not mean the Wild didn't play some exciting playoff games that they lost or won previously. But go back and think about when's the last time they played a game like they did tonight. Because I, right. I have to go back to Lemaire's team in 2003. Let's keep it rolling here on Wild Ventline. If you'd like to get in, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Let's, uh, mm. let, let's go to our guy, Jake, who was on the Come other on, day. Guys. Jake, how are you? Welcome Jake, back to Wild Ventline. You got the yeah. Mario poster. You were the hero last week or uh, in, in, in game five because of that. You still got your jersey on. How you doing? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me? We're good? Perfect. Yep, got you. I got a new mic, so I don't know if it's hooked up right, but I think we sound good. No, you sound good. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple points here. First of all, today is my birthday. Everyone I talked to today, I said, my birthday present, I want game seven. Give me game seven. Happy, happy birthday, man. Happy awesome. birthday, Jake. Thank you. Um, I've been laughing. So, like I laughed so hard, Judd, when you said, 
Jack Lemaire would be so proud of this team. Because remember on Monday, what, we, what did we talk about? The reason the Wild have been – like the, all the analysts are saying the Wild look slow, the Wild are, they can't get anything going, they look slow. It's, and I said, and you agreed, it's the way Vegas is playing in the neutral, neutral zone. They're clogging it up. They're playing pre-blockout hockey, yep. and, they're getting, and they're getting away with it. And so mm-hmm. tonight, what did the Wild do? They played, they played 2003 Jack Lemaire hockey, and they got away with it. Yep. And, 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 that's, and they won. So, I mean, I love that. So, I mean, if, if, if the refs keep calling it the, the way they've called it the whole series and, and, and let us get away with it, then let's go game seven, same thing. Keep doing it. And, it, yeah, it's – sorry, my dog's squeaking his pig. Uh, okay. Um, good boy. Yeah. Good boy. He is a good boy. Good boy. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? You got your toy. You got your toy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a good boy. Um, that, that's what I love the most about this game is that they, they adjusted – they they played outside of the rules because the rules aren't being called, and that's what you got to do to win this game. And that, so as I was watching this game, like even the first period, I was going nuts because what's what's the staple to set it up in the offensive zone? You get the puck deep, you fight on the boards, you yep. win the puck, and you set it up. And we were trying to do that, and it was interference after interference. It was on the they stand up stand us up on the blue line and stop like it's like three times. Eck was trying to get in there. He dumped. He did a great job dumping the puck. And then interference, but it didn't get called. So we started playing that same way, and look what happens. I mean, I don't know if that is that the answer to to play outside of the rules if they're not going to call it. If they're not going to call mean, it, absolutely, yeah, right. yeah, because you, you're not. You aren't at the end of the day as good as they are. So right. like they they can. So here here's the thing with the Golden Knights where they've got an advantage on you in my opinion. The Golden Knights can play sort of that trap game and stand you up at the blue line, but yeah. then, but then what they do is they transition off of that and they can fly at times with speed. It's a with hybrid. speed, right? It's and it's if, a hybrid. Exactly. Hybrid. Well, and actually, you know what? I think I think if you go back to the seventies, I think Scotty Bowman's Canadians did this, but they were so good it didn't bore you. Yeah. Um, but the hybrid then allows them to break in, and if you are doing what the Wild did in Game Five and backing up and retreating. You're dead. You're giving You're... them the space. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do? You play You play the back end of their defensive game, which is not a fun game to watch. But again, I will say it. I don't give yeah. a damn. Who cares? Right. right. Um, and so, but but this is this is the proudest I've been of Dean because I've, through five games, I kept yeah. saying, why aren't you? You're not adjusting enough. And yeah. in this game, kudos to him. Total adjustments made. Um, yeah. don't, don't care if you got style points because what you got was a victory. Right. And it's funny, like, I mean, we're talking about Phil a couple of days ago after we lost, I can read the tweet here. He goes, smart hockey people, please help me. Wild clearly need some faster skaters, fresh legs. I mean, we have skaters. We got legs. And my, my response to him was, and he said something about bringing Boldy in and, and da, da, right. da, da, which I think, I mean, love the, love the hype around him. But like kind of Judd said at this, like, you can't just plug him in in this situation. He's not really practicing with the team too much today. He was a, uh, a backup plan. You can't just say, let's go kid. You're in the game. Um, my response was, I'd love to see Boldy too. He hasn't been practicing. Uh, Wild has speed and skaters, or speed and skaters, but Vegas is playing a game to slow the wild down and it's not being penalized. It's illegal, but it's been being ignored. And it just yep. goes back to this whole conversation of the style that the series has gone to. It's kind of like pre-lockout hockey. So it's cool. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Yep. Thanks much, man. Yep, hey, I appreciate Jake. you guys. Happy birthday Thanks coming you, on. Okay? Happy Thank birthday. Yep. Enjoy it. Let's go for. Uh, let, let's get one more back in game seven. Yeah, I don't think it's even that. Uh, 
don't think you and I are like praising and begging for Matthew Boldy necessarily to play in Game Seven because that is a big ask for him, and he he unfortunately. He was, the only reason he was going to play tonight was probably due to injury. But I do think you can wipe the slate clean, start in Colorado, and play him. I would rather do that than play him in a game seven. Well, let's get past that game. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah. Before you – I think the Avs will blow your drawers off. But you know what? We're not there yet, so who cares? Right. Um, uh, yeah, let's see. And I can just tell you it's become crystal clear to me that unless they feel that they have to play Boldy because of guys being hurt, he ain't playing. Correct. I can disagree with it. So can you – but at the end of the day, it's it's just become very clear that there's something in their minds that, that are stopping them from playing him. All right, let's keep rolling here on Wild Bentline. Thanks for everyone hanging out with us. Score North, MN, Judd Zolgad, I'm Declan Goff. Uh, let's keep going on here. Let's go with Alex. Alex with the great do. How you doing? Oh, the great wild. Is that like a wild bass hoodie? Yeah. I don't know if I can hear you, actually, Alex. I don't think I, we, we can't hear you, man. Just got to switch, switch your mic. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pop you off. Go to your input section and, and hit the mic to match your headphones. And you'll, you'll should be good there as we bide time a little bit. Look but at the you. same time, you got to love you got to love that. Uh, I got, it was fishing opener a few weeks ago. The Wild yeah. winning game six. It's all the best things, right? It's all the best things. Let's uh, let's try one more time. Alex, can you hear us? Can't hear you, man. You can't Hold hear on. him. So sorry. Maybe try unplugging your headphones and go one more time and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get you back on. In the meantime, though, we'll keep rolling on Wild Vent Line. Um, let's go to our guy, Cooper. 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 How are you, man? How are we doing tonight, boys? We're going seven. Like Dex said, some of the best words in sports. Yes, sir. You love to see it. But I brought the positivity a couple days ago, but I didn't really mean it. I was just kind of giving myself (laughs) hope. But now, wild and seven. We're going all the way. The Avalanche are quaking right now, thinking of having to face this team. Maybe not. But hey, (laughs) it's fun. Sounds good. We're going seven. It's fun. We're having a good time, but... For either of you, Spurgeon was mentioned as kind of a bounce-back defensive player today. Who else did you notice on the Wild that uh, kind of shut down Vegas and helped the Wild maintain in that second period? Also, I got Jake Cave cardboard cutout behind There it me. is. I yeah. told... No, Judd, oh, is that uh, what that uh, is? Cooper, I, I told Mackie and Judd about this off the air after you came after I went on your yeah. podcast a couple weeks ago, and I was like, no, he had... I'm not kidding. <laughs> he has a cardboard cutout of Jake Cave, and you won it, or you lost it, yes, won it on right. a bet. Yes, right. I lost the Twitter bet. So I'm yes. on I'm on the show today. If the Wild win game seven, I will get a new one of whoever scores the game winning goal. Just putting that on the record here. Okay. So you so I you like will it. go out and get one of uh Fiala or Caprizov or Victor Rask, I was gonna say or Victor Rask. <laughs> yep. Or Nick Benino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so who who do we think had had a bounce back game? Here's yeah. here's here's my who, thing tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna give basically the entire team credit. Because the style of the game didn't really lend itself to a lot of guys ha- having like these sexy high flying games. Uh, one name I will bring up though is I thought Nick Bukestead was really yes. strong. I thought Nick Bukestead, that fourth yes, line, that's a good one. Uh, Sturm and Bukestead, um, Benino ma- made a couple plays himself, but I thought that fourth line had a really good game. And I'm telling you guys, I, I mean, I think Nico Sturm is a player here. Like, this is not – he's going to be good. But Bukestad, who can be up and down at, at times, I thought he played the role that he was asked to play tonight to perfection. Yeah, sweet. I agree with you. That's a good call. And- yeah, and, and Cooper, too, just in, just quickly off that, it was weird because the first through the first, like, 40 minutes, it was like, why is Nick Bukestad our best player tonight? Because, like, you <laughs> yeah, noticed him. Like, tweet. I mean, you, you noticed him. Like, why is he our best player tonight? And Judd said, too, it's because they they were trapping and they were doing such a good job that a guy like Nick Bukestad can be rewarded for a dirty situation like it. 
Absolutely. It's so called boys. a rope-a-dope, boys. It's called a rope-a-dope. <laughs> lull, lull the Golden Knights to sleep, and then you hit them. They're up yes. against the ropes. It's a bunch of fun, wild and seven. And hopefully next time I'm on here after game seven, I'm telling you who I'm buying as a, as a new cardboard cutout. A new cutout. cardboard cutout. I love, I love Yes, that's awesome, Cooper. Thank you very much. Cooper, yeah, yeah. thanks for Have coming on, Have a good night. On, Talk to you. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Cooper Carlson, a friend of the show there. Um yeah, it is. It is pretty hilarious watching someone like Nick Bukestead show up in a, in a big way. Because I was, because I was like, why, why is, why the heck is Nick Bukestead the one that show? And and you know what? I'm not trying to fault him, but it was just I, I thought it was hilarious to me that he was the most noticeable player through the basically Judd the first 40 minutes. Yeah, and he played well. But again, the style of the game that they were going to play tonight was not going to lend itself to a lot of guys standing out. I, I mean. In his defense, Kaprizov made some nice plays. He unfortunately passed it to Victor Rask, who, you know, is Victor Rask. Uh, But Kaprizov made some plays. Um, It's just that when you're going to commit yourself to play the style that the Wild did, you know, we're talking decks about Wes Walls and Richard Park and Brunette and those guys again. Like, those guys didn't have a lot of sexy games, but in the playoff run in 2003, they were extremely effective. So... I, this isn't a game that you, I don't think, we're going to like watch guys aside from 22, who was obviously outstanding in the third period. This wasn't a game where you watched guys and thought, that's a great game. But I guarantee if you go back and watch this game again, you know, you're going to see a ton of guys breaking up passing lanes. There, there was one play, it was in the second period that Spurgeon made. And, and this to me was the difference in like how the approach from game five to, to game six. So, the Wild previously had done a really nice job of trying to block shots and blocking shots. But tonight they took away lanes and like passing lanes. They took away shot lanes. And the plan in the second period was there's a puck out front and the Golden Knights love to try and make nice plays out front. They're, mm-hmm. they're like it's a canvas for them. They're in the slot and they're going to make plays. And of course, if you do that, you can score. Spurgeon went to the ice and just broke it up, basically broke the passing lane up. And I think drew a whistle. And that was the play. Two games ago, I feel like that gets to somebody. But the Wild did that numerous times tonight. They broke up passing lanes. They broke up plays. And and, and the best part about it was it started to frustrate Vegas. And if you frustrate a team, especially like that, that's never a bad thing. And and so I do, do, again, you know, if they can come out, if they're allowed to play the same game on Friday night, I really like – their chances because it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a high flying game and you're going to be able to um, stymie the Golden Knights and if nothing else it's going to be close and if you could keep it close in my opinion advantage Wild. Let's keep rolling on here on Wild Event Line. Thanks for having for hanging out with us. We still got plenty of people in the room that we can try to hit up here uh, through the course of this game. Wild win they force a game seven. Judd Zolgad, I'm Declan Goff. Thank you for listening. This is Score North MN. We have conversations on the Twins and the Timberwolves and the Vikings on this channel. If you want seven days a week Vikings talk as well on the Purple, hit us up on Purple Daily Podcast as well. We have a YouTube channel and podcast feeds on Apple, Spotify, and Score North. Let's try them one more time. Alex, you have us this time? You guys hear me? Yep, we got you now, man. Hey, man. Yep, I apologize. Yeah, this is a trout fishing sweater, but it is a little bit wild centric, and I, like I I do have my uh, my PBR again because I'm you know that's that's me. Um, hey, you know, love coming in here, guys. Thanks for the line, appreciate it a lot. A uh, couple things I want to talk about. Number one, the Prezi chip pass to Fiala, right? Like, how many times do you see, and not just a wild player, but any player look to Hartman? 
on that outlet pass across the ice gives the defenseman a chance to break it up. That, like, you know, I'll, I'll rag on Parisi with the best of them, but that chip pass was absolutely brilliant. Give it to your best guy on the ice with yes. space. Yes. Like, come on now. That was fantastic. And then, um, you know, like, yeah, I see it. I see you now, Judd. Uh, Nico Speed, like, in that third period, he beat out, he got down and created some four checks that, like, nobody else on the wild can do. Agree? Yes. 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 He gets in there quicker than than almost anybody else. Kaprizov maybe at times, but I know exactly what you're saying. And from that position where they don't have speed, it is absolutely imperative, which is why I've been which is why I was trying to politic for him to be moved up to let's say third line at some point. Because he creates problems with that speed. And and you know what? Unfortunately, Victor Rask has no chance of doing that. Like he's never going to get there. Yeah, one one hundred percent agree. Um, the fact that Eck came back from that injury, like you hop on Twitter after that, and uh, we all did it, right? And it was like broke your leg, broke your leg, broke your leg, broke your leg, right? Like, yeah. and then when when he like got like I was just me and my roommate were watching, and it's like, like that would have been that would have been a death blow, right? Um, and then finally, like, just talking Vegas goaltending, right? Like, we were talking, like, do you give him a short leash? Like, you've got to go with Flower. The guy's yeah. been incredible, and there's yes. no doubt about it. Yes. But if the – like, and, and we are playing a muck-it-up game on Friday. You got – like, that's the way we're going to play, right? But um, if we if you get one early on Flower, do you think they pull him? I mean, three – that's three goals in back-to-back games, right? And, like – they haven't been bad goals. You could argue they've, you know, and I mean, Buke's dead on the back end. Who, yeah, he's from Minnesota. Let's all put our hands in the air. Woohoo! You know, I don't care. I'm a UMD fan. I hate the Gophers. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that all being said, you know, like flower, like the conversation around flower and goaltending. I guarantee when I listen to National Hockey Podcast tomorrow, they're going to talk about is there a controversy in Vegas? I don't think there should be, but there's going to be a short leash, right? Is there like I, I guess if he's be, I guess if he struggles, yes. Um, I I just think it's ve- it's a very hard ask to get this far with him, right? And then like he gives up two goals and be like, Robin, you're playing now, and he's probably like, I'm a veteran and I haven't played in how many days? Um, but but if you're the Wild, I mean, my God, it's perfect, right? Because it it it's gonna it creates an opportunity for them to put even more indecision in the Golden Knights' minds. This is why I just – I think a lot of things for Friday night, you guys, stack up in in the Wilds' favor. I really do. If they could – I didn't think they'd get past this game, but once they did now, you're going back to a barn in which you play really well in, like, like or at, at least win a lot in because they have. So I don't think that – I think they'll start flurry for sure. And I would be curious to see how short the leash is because you are putting a goaltender in a very difficult situation if it's too rip wild and you're like, Robin, cage is now yours. Right, but- yeah. And, hey, real fast, Judd, you said something that reminded me of another point. You were talking about um, about Vegas. And, you know, game last game, uh, second period, the Wild could not come out of the, the defensive zone and make a pass, right? Right. That right. third period of Vegas – they looked a step off in all their all their zone exits when they were trying to come into the zone in the neutral zone, and 
there has to be something in their mind that says what's going on right now because like all of a sudden they're like they were connecting on every single pass and man they look clean and all of a sudden it doesn't look clean anymore and when a team doesn't like you saw it with Minnesota if you can't connect through the defensive zone and the neutral zone, yes. you're never going to get pucks deep with quality scoring chances. And that's exactly what happened until about five minutes ago in the third period when Wild, when Vegas really turned it on and were, like, you know, looking for goals. But there's something there that they couldn't connect on basic, basic, basic passes. And so, like, I don't know. I'm It's game seven. You know, let's toss mm-hmm. it up to the win. It's going to be fun. But, like, there's something right. there, guys. And, hey, I appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Thanks, Alex, man. thank Appreciate you so it. much. Great call. Great call. Judd, I, I think I have this hunch, man. I, I have this hunch they're going to go to Leonard in Game 7. I have this hunch. Boy, I, really, that, I think they are. I think that's completely – one, I think it's unfair to, to Robin. Two, I think it's unfair because this is not Flurry's fault, and he has played well. Um, I, I mean, the Hartman goal was a, was a great pass and an incredibly tough save. Uh, the power play goal – five holes so that that's not great but the Bukestad goal was essentially a breakaway off a bad um a bad play by the Golden Knights I think they go back to Fleury but I mean here's the here's the thing all of the potential doubt that we're talking about that could be put in Pete DeBoer Pete DeBoer and the Golden Knights head is great if you're the wild it's fantastic like you're the one on stable ground right now like you know who your goaltender is going to be your team has played uh just came out playing an incredibly smart game. And again, I don't know. So the question now becomes this, what is the counter by Vegas to what the wild did tonight? And I don't know that there is a real counter to gumming up the game. Mm. The thing about it is the wild has to remain committed to doing it because it's probably not a fun style to play. And it's probably an extremely uh, stressful style of play just as far as what you're doing. But if you're willing to come out there and do it, and again, the officials don't call it, if you're the Golden Knights, I don't think that there's a simple, well, we'll just outskate them then. You're not being allowed to skate. The neutral zone is basically, the difference between game five and six is the neutral zone in game five was available. And when you can get speed through the neutral zone, you're in good shape. The neutral zone tonight was taken away to a large degree by the Wild. If they do that again and it's not called, like, you can't just counter it by being like, we'll get by them. Right. No, they're going to hold and grab you, which is very smart. We'll keep rolling on here on Wild Vent Line. Thank you very much for everyone for hanging out with us. We're going an hour plus. It's past midnight. we still got uh, plenty of people in the room here. We'll be getting to your calls. You know what? Um, we'll jump the line a little bit here. This guy said he was about to go to work, so let, let, let's go to our guy, Max. <laughs> I got you, Max. I saw you. I got you. You're about to head to work. I didn't want you to get driving and, and, and on video chat. So what do you got for us, man? Welcome to the show. I just got off of work. I actually was working real hard so I could watch the entire game. So that was a great thing to watch. I uh, appreciate you guys. You know, let me jump spots in line too. Uh, real quick before I go, you guys are watching this like and sub, man, because like nobody's doing it like these guys are doing it every game. I love this channel. And also the Islanders, man. What a game. I was watching oh that God. one as well. What a game. And congrats to them. Um, I remember last game or two games ago, I talked to you guys about consistency. I think that was last game actually and hoping that they'd do that this game. And, it's exactly what we got, and, you know, the the cards fell as they may or whatever the saying goes, and we won the game 3 nothing. So that was really cool to watch, and I'm hoping we can get that again in Game 7. Um, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year we'd be Game 7 to go to get uh, go to Round 2, uh, I'd have taken that at that point. So I think that's super cool. 
Um, I love the I love the channel, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. I'm probably gonna listen to you guys as I drive home. Awesome. Hey, Appreciate Max. that, Max. Appreciate thank man. you very much. Drive, drive safe, safe and uh, thank you for your support. Yeah, it's uh, this this was ideal. The cleaning this crew. Absolutely ideal. I'm about the to say who's behind crew. you? The Is cleaning Megan? crew. I thought it was maybe Megan and Bill Garen uh, no, kicking you out of there. No, uh, no, well, it's, so it's, it's cleaning but, time here, so you're about to hear. Lots of noise. I, That's fine. I'm just telling you what I was going to say. I thought the friend of the show, Bill Guerin, wanted to come on and give us his takes no, and no, wanted to talk Matthew no, Boldy with us and lineup building. changes. The barn, because... the barn has to be clean for game okay. for game okay. three of, of the Avs series, I guess. Just wanted to be sure. Uh, we'll keep rolling on Wild Vent Line here. Let's go to Will. Will, what's up, man? You're on Wild Vent Line. How's it going? Hey, Will. My head's good, working, right? Yep, we got you. Okay, you can hear you good. Okay, well, that's yep. the difference between a University of Minnesota education and a UMD education, right? Wow. So, so then where is? Hold on, then where's Saint Cloud State? Where does Saint Cloud State fall? That then? counts too, and it counts towards Judge one semester at the U too. Right? <laughs> one semester it was a great semester, though. Right. Great time. Pioneer Hall was well, fantastic. Well played. Well played. I've got three quick points, um, Judd. I think you mentioned almost an hour ago about how the referees called the game toward the wild. I would argue that this is the first game that the refs called fair from period one to period three on and on both sides. I feel like they called the game very fair, maybe dealing back all the way to game one. So mm-hmm. shout out to them. They really did a great job. Um, two, Declan, the Fiala goal was a goal scorer's goal, right? Yeah, man. And I talked to a buddy who's a goaltender, and he talks about uh, Flower being a reactionary goalie. And that five-hole goal, when you're testing glove side and Flowers doing this the entire time, you're testing glove and he shoots five-hole. That's a goal scorer's goal. Yep. And my third point, Addison, that third uh, third line defenseman, I feel like a third line defenseman gets highlighted a lot more than a fourth line winger. So bringing Addison in there and him taking some hits, flinging around the boards, and playing you know, as well as a third line defenseman can be being called up in that spot. I think he did an excellent job just to highlight him a little bit being put up in the spot that he was. Yeah. Agreed. And, and he's thrown into a very difficult role there and hold on a second. One second. Nope. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But I, I, I hear you on Kaelin ass and Kaelin ass has been awesome. My notes away. Yeah. They're trying to try. Oh no. Don't do that. I said, no, don't throw away do my that. game notes. You can't throw can't away my game that. notes. I need these game notes. I'm yeah. too old to remember what happened half hour ago, much less a couple. Of, um, but yeah, he and he's played solid. But again, you know what? The most important thing to me was everybody bought in tonight. Everybody on this team bought in uh, to a game plan that was probably very different than how they had played, you know, previously in the series. And um, it worked. It worked well. And I'm just impressed. I, it's been so long since I have seen a game like this from this franchise. I just feel like it's been so long since I've seen a game where you're like, wow, the buy-in is huge. Everybody gets it. Everyone is doing what they have to do. Um, and, and in some ways, it really does remind me of 2003. Like, yeah, with, like, like with how guys are buying in and doing what they're supposed to do. And, and your skill players are still being, are being allowed to succeed, uh, but they're also doing some really grimy, probably not fun stuff, but they're doing it. Right. And I think that the Bukestad goal, even though that he is a third or fourth line center, I think that the goal scoring that he did show at the University of Minnesota shows that he can score goals, but him being in the NHL has shown that he can play that grimy fourth line, third line 
you know, kind of skill, but yep. yet he still has that goal scoring prowess, which is what I like to see out of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Will. Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Um, I, and Luke on our comments just said, uh, good, good to see Dumba stepping up to a speedy tuck. Good and game not for him of the night. Giving, and, and not giving Tuck a chance to create a scoring opportunity. Uh, Matthew Dumba deserves a ton of credit. That yep. second period hit on Tuck, um, I believe it was the second period, was a monster hit. It is the exact type of hit that this team needed. Why Alex Alec Martinez didn't get an instigator penalty for going after Dumba halfway down the ice, I have no idea, Declan. He, he should have gotten a penalty. Um, and I think, I believe it should have been a two minute instigator penalty. And I think that now goes along with a 10 minute misconduct, but all of that being said, that hit by Dumba on a bigger man in tuck and laying him out and then getting in a fight. Um, there's a lot of times I don't like fights now. I mean, it's just, it, it's silliness. That was a good fight. That was yep. a very, and that was a very, that to me was a catalyst and a spark for what came along in the third period. Yeah, we, I, I told you on the previous show, I said, I, I need a big game from him tonight. I wasn't looking for like this amazing shutdown, um, noticeable game. It's like, I needed a big game from him. He delivered. This was his best game of the series, bar none. Wasn't even close. He had, yep. a, he had a very, very, very good game. We still got some wild fans in the room. We'll keep rolling on here on Score North. Thank you for everyone for hanging out with us. This is Wild Vent Line. We start the moment after games. We will be here on Game 7 on a Friday night. A lot of people say, you know, uh, Judd Declan, you know, you guys are two young, hip, and up-and-coming people. Why don't you go out on Friday night? Yep. Instead, we're going to be here. Hang People out with you on Wild Bentley. Young and hip. There's no question yep. about that. Yep. With but all I this think, gray and my Santa yeah. Claus beard. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You sell yourself short. You sell yourself short. You sell yourself short. Let's uh let, let's keep going. Josh in Oregon. How you doing, man? You're on hey, Wild Hey guys. I was on the other night and uh I told you I, I thought they'd win game five and lose game six. I think Judd, you and I were on the same page with that. Um I, I was pretty disappointed in what happened in game three and four and just figured we were set. For another, you know, repeat of uh, sixteen seventeen when they were down like three or four nothing. So this, what you just said earlier, I mean, this was the game you wanted to see out of them, right? Mm-hmm. That tells you maybe this team's different. So, uh, you know, I, I thought if they won this game, they're going to win win game seven, and uh, I'll go four two. I think uh, I think they'll find a way to not not make it in overtime. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I, I even think to really hop on the positive each I, I think they could take that momentum and steal a game one in Denver. Uh, you know, Abs have been sitting for a week. It's yeah, not always true. a good thing. So yep. I think uh, you can do that and sneak one on them. Maybe make things interesting. But uh, not much else. I, I'm ex- I'm excited. And oh, I guess my wife wanted me to tell you she had, she had him pegged to win tonight, so she was giving me a hard time. Okay. Well, but she's I'm, smarter than I am because well, I see me Josh too. But you know, I'm I, I'm uh, I was six years old when the Twins won the World Series, so it's a lifetime of disappointment since then. So, yeah, uh, that, I know. We, <laughs> as I said about Kaprizov, we're owed something in yeah. this town. Damn it, we're was, owed something. I was yes. negative thirteen oh, yeah. months, Josh. So I, I I wasn't even alive yet. So I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I was in left field. It was a lot of yeah. fun. Great, Josh. Nope, thanks three, for coming three on. Wild. And o, three and zero in Game Seven. Timberwolves are one and zero in Game Seven. So it's. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I yeah. Think, I, 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 you know, one thing I wanted to add, I forgot. Um, yeah. You know, I'm curious to get your thoughts on. So Vegas, they're obviously the last team to blow a three-one lead, and I had forgotten about that game. They were up three-nothing in that game, and lost to the Sharks in overtime. 
uh, almost blew a 3-1 series last year to the Canucks. They won game seven. Yep. But I was almost wondering, you know, did you, do you think in the third period that pressure was starting to set in already for them? Uh, you know, it creeps in the back of your mind. Maybe. They didn't have, they didn't have the second period like they've had in previous games. You know, I, yep. I'm just kind of wondering. They definitely, and it, it could have been what you're talking about with a doubt creeping into their mind. That could have been it too. But I did definitely sense that they started to get frustrated. They weren't given they weren't given what they had been previously, and I don't think they expected it to disappear as much as it did. So yes, I think that there is going into this last game of the series, I think there's def, a definite frustration there from them, and that is going to do nothing but benefit Minnesota because if you start off the game with them like trying to fight it a bit, yeah, and you play it smart, it's going to give you a definite. Advantage and keep in mind too, home ice for Game Seven is going to translate in some ways into pressure on them because if the yeah. Wild can get a if the Wild can get a goal, all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh my gosh, are we going to yeah, blow I it agree. again? So, I hear I what agree. you're saying. Thanks, Josh. Great stuff. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious how this Game Seven is going to go, Jed. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Game Seven. I love me a Game Seven. It's well, going to be the absolute best. Again, I think it has to be a game that mirrors tonight's game and, and mm-hmm. see where that goes. But uh, Josh is on, on to something there. When you have a history, which the Golden Knights now do, of a couple series of blowing leads and being forced to a final game, and that Sharks series loss was a disaster, that's not a bad thing. There's going to be a lot of players and there's going to be a lot of fans in that building on Friday night, thinking about that, which again, if you can get a first period goal, if you can bank a puck again off Flowers' butt or something like that, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna create a lot of quick doubt, which would be a very good thing if you're the Wild. Keep rolling on here on Wild Ventland. We got a few fans left. Let's uh, let, let's go to Matt. Matt, what's up, man? You got us okay? You're hey, on Matt. Wild Ventland. You got hey. a whiskey, whiskey, whiskey ginger. What are we going with there? Straight whiskey, boys. Straight whiskey, whiskey. Love it, love it. Love Cheers it, love to. It. Win a game six or Nastrovia to our Russian friends now. Look at you. Cheering for Kirill. Wow. Uh, Love it. You know, you guys, I uh, thought this was a great game for the Wild, but I do have a couple points. Uh, Judd, I, you guys, I love the show. Dean outcoached Peter tonight. He really yes. did. It was a chess match, and he totally outcoached him. He, like you guys were saying, it, it was reminiscent of some of those Jacques Lemaire teams. So it was really great to see them, you know, jam up the neutral zone, get the sticks in the way of the pucks, just do an awesome job with that. I thought that was a really good um, display of defense just before the the Vegas Knights even got to our zone. Yes. Um, secondly, I would like to say un- unsung hero of the locker room, Ian Cole. Um, oh, yeah. I think I think he is a huge veteran presence in our locker room that we haven't had. I've watched some of these teams in 06, 07, 08, you know, 18, 19, whatever, and – most of those teams would have crumbled in game six, but we have a veteran presence with Bonino and Cole, people that have won cups. And I think that's a huge, huge benefit to this locker room. It's enormous. It is enormous. And they know. So, and the thing that I love about Garen acquiring both those guys at, at different points uh, is the fact that because they won cups in Pittsburgh, that is such credibility, right? Like it's one thing yeah. to be like I'm a vet, I'm a veteran player and you should listen to me. It's another to say, boys, I've won cups and I know what that takes. And again, I'll say this: 
I don't think winning a cup, the actual run itself, as far as the games go, is probably a ton of fun. I think you get beat up to hell. I think it's incredibly tough. I think it takes a mental toughness that's probably off the charts, right? And oh, yeah, but, to sure. ha- but to have those guys in that room who have that experience, who can tell you exactly what's necessary, which is probably a ton of sacrifice, I think, is huge. And, and you know, go back to 2016, 17. Who exactly in that room was telling the boys what to do? You know, Miko, well, you should do this. What have you won? Zach, how many names? How many many times is his name on the cup? Exactly. So, no, I am. Dex and I have talked about this all year long. The acquisition of those two guys, they might not be the best players, but from a chemistry standpoint, it is huge. And, And I think if you take those two guys away from this team, they are not playing on Friday, and I think they were. They probably be would have been done in Game Five. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And uh, just two more points. One, um, you know, I know we're kind of hoping Krill gets going here in one of a offensive explosion type game, but I was watching him, and I think it was in the third period. Vegas was rushing. He back checks like nobody else, mm-hmm. and yeah. all of a sudden it was a three on two. I think Vegas was coming on. Krill was back before everybody else on the guy getting the sticks in the lane. And I think that's better than sometimes getting, putting the puck in the net because you're preventing the goals. And I would like to see, I would, but on the flips coin of that flip side, I would like to see an an offensive explosion for cam. He deserves Mm -hmm. a five goal game for us. You know, a little bit of support cams put up a hell of a series. I think it's time to give him a little bit of support, a couple four, maybe a four or five spot in game seven. I like it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Matt, thanks See for coming on. Great jersey, too. Great sweater. Love the North Star sweater. Oh, yeah. If it's a North Stars guy, Judd's all in. Judd's always all in. Of course I North am. Stars. Of course Gotta I am. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep rolling here on Wild Vent yeah, Let's keep him going few until more I get call- kicked out of the X. A few more callers left before Judd gets kicked out. Oh, we got Car- Clark here with the great mop. Great little facial oh, here. Clark. Clark. Hey, nice. uh, How you doing, man? First time caller, short time listener. Uh, just got introduced <laughs> this weekend to you boys. Uh, awesome, man. Love it. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for discovering us. Willie Flood showed me it, so I'm sure okay. he'll be listening. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Clark. He'll, he'll enjoy that. But um, I can't say anything that hasn't been said tonight. Everybody said it all. Um, looking forward to a, a Game 7, obviously, and I hope we get a Game 7 like, uh, um, you know, that happened in 2014 against the Avs. You know, Niederreiter in the last couple seconds there or whatever. Um and I, I want to bring up – maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, I want to bring up uh, you saying that you were negative 16 months, years old, you know, when your Minnesota disappointment started. Uh, my Minnesota disappointment started when I was, like, negative six years old. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, 96. Uh, I, I, man, Clark, I much- Clark, we're here We're here for each other, man. This is what this is, man. This is what this is. Sports dad can – it's going to be fine, okay? Enjoy yeah. Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy Friday night. It's a rare it's a rare Minnesota sports gift. For sure, for sure. It's good to see you. I, I will say that Kirill has really brought some thrill to Minnesota there. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see him bring some, bring some, you know, some speed to the team that we obviously need. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch him and watch the team. Uh, maybe not so much late in the season, but definitely these last couple games is well, not not last night, but uh, tonight was a lot of fun to watch. I will say for sure, absolutely. 
Clark, Absolutely. thank you so much thank for uh, finding us out and, and joining our show. And man. Willie, too. You. Yeah. And Willie. Thanks to Willie. <laughs> Thanks, Willie. Thanks, Clark. Talk to you on Friday. That's awesome. Gotta love it. Thanks okay. for discovering us. We got it. We got it. It's, it's 1220. Judd and, and I went to what? almost two in the morning the other night. Clark brings up a good point. Tell a friend. If you like this show, if you're a sports fan and you like us, tell a friend. Tell two yep. friends. Yep. Join in the fun. We are the only show that brings you on this show with us right here on the screen. This is a Wild Vent Line on Score North. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, a Mackie and Judd, if you will, production. The Hockey Whisperer, as he's known as Mackie, is uh, is getting his rest because every Nostradamus, every uh, every crystal ball genie wearer has to get some rest so we can understand. It's only 10-20 what... in Seattle. What's he oh, resting for? But, but he's an early riser. He always brags about yeah, how he true. can't stay up late, right? That's because he he's stay up late. because he's management. Yeah, yeah, he's big time. All right, so Whisperers, got, whisperers need sleep, okay? You know, executive producers and co-hosts, we can go off five, I guess six we hours. Don't. I guess we don't need to sleep. Go. Oh. Who who do we have next on Wild Vent Line? Doctor? Let's keep it up. Uh, let's keep it rolling here. Wild Vent Line. Let's go to is it oh, Stone yeah, here. <laughs> Stone Knox? Am I good yes, there? Yes, sir. All right, I'm, buddy. Uh, I just gotta say I'm one of those. Uh, grew up uh, with the Packers with Favre, but okay. I followed him to the Vikings and never looked back. So I am hated oh, in I Wisconsin here. But I love you guys. Watching you guys. Uh, I'm actually a, a Lightning fan, but. Um, with the wild, uh, you know, I've kind of dabbled watching them and stuff. And uh, I will say this: the team looks like it has a lot of heart. Yes, in Minnesota. Yes, that's needed. And I think Minnesota, you know, just in general, all your sports teams. Because I don't hate a single sports team. I just happen to like a couple others. And uh, it's fun to watch. And I'm really hoping that uh, they make it um, to the championship. Of course, I'll. I'm hoping the lightning do lightning too, will but... be you, you front runner stone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I really want to go see. You know, it'd be fun to see a game. And of course, I live right near you know Minnesota, so that'd be fun to watch. But uh, right. um, yeah, excuse me, I'm just surprised I got you know I'm on here. So just... oh no, oh, no, man, this is, you you <laughs> are happy to have you on. So you are correct though in this in this and this is what it's been at least for this particular franchise so long. They do have a heart. They're a likable team. I can't tell you uh, the previous incarnations of this team decks going back to what about 2010 or 2012 that had some talent at times, but weren't really likable because they didn't have a lot of, of heart and they certainly didn't have the right chemistry. This team has chemistry. This team tonight had great coaching. Um, this team did not have a, a goaltender that allowed fluky goals. So yeah, this is a, this is definitely a team that you can grab onto and appreciate and that has not always been the case with this franchise. So it's an astute observation by you. Yeah, that, that goaltender tonight, you know, you guys got, I mean, he's playing his heart out. That was, <laughs> he's got some great. good ones there. That's, he did. And that's what it is in the playoffs, I've noticed, is because uh, I'm not not a smart, you know, there's people that know more about hockey than me. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that the uh, the goalie is very, very important. Yes. And, <laughs> and yes. he was stopping them, and that's, uh, you know, I think, man, you keep the heart going and uh, – I tell you what, the Wild, uh, I'm rooting for him, you know. I mean, maybe it's just the, the darn Viking blood, you know, is kind of seeping through, and I'm starting we to appreciate, root for more. We appreciate the support so you know, over here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You take care. Appreciate right, it, brother. Talk to you soon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love any 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 Packer fan who uh, who bandwagons of the Vikings. If you follow Favre, if you follow yeah. Favre, I bet that I, I, I bet I bet that guy you hey. in a lot of trouble in, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to follow what your love, uh, what what the heart wants. It's what it wants. Sometimes what you want to be a Vikings fan. Yeah. 
All right, Who's one it? more. Let, let's wrap up one just more one here more. on Wild Vent Line. Just I thought one we'd more. go till two and the whole building would be dark. No, I, I have to sleep here. I want Billy Garen and Dean to be – well, I want Billy for sure, Dean second. I want Billy Garen to be a friend of the show first. I don't want him to be yanking me out like a cartoon character Bill outside of the X. Bill Garen's at home by now. He ain't working the long hours. That you don't think Billy is. Is, is, is sipping on something the same thing? Yes, I he is, probably on, on his Barca lounger. Good for him. Good for him. I'm, my guess is there's there's very few. In fact, I'm looking at, in the press box right now. Do I see anybody left in the press box? I see like you're one person. One. Wow. I see like you're, one person. You're working hard. You're working hard. You know what? How's it going, guys? I'm about to say he's working harder as Carter right here. Hitting Carter. That's almost at 1230. How you doing, Carter? I'm doing all right, guys. Hey, it's my first time on here. Super glad to be on here. Super nice good setup. to meet you guys. I yeah, appreciate man. it. Uh, Real nice hard. setup. You sound good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Work hard at that. Um, just wanted to. I got a couple of things. So, uh, one, Parisi looked like he has hasn't looked in ten years. Honestly, he he looks insane. He looked super physical. He looked quick. He looked like he had a chip on his shoulder. He looked like he had fun being out there. Um, mm-hmm. Dumba looked like he was more comfortable with the puck. Uh, in games two and three, he came up with those penalties, you know, those stupid delay game penalties where he thought he was going to get rocked in the corner and ends up throwing it off the boards. Uh, he looked like he was just stronger with the puck all around. Yes. Uh, looked like he was just, again, more comfortable. Um, and then uh, earlier, uh, Judd, you were talking about the momentum. Uh, I was going to add in, do you think the Wild have momentum here in game seven? Well, I think in I think in sports, I think momentum translates in games. I don't know that it goes from game to game, but I do think the Wild has a psychological edge now coming out and having played a style in game six that the Golden Knights really hadn't seen. Right. So I don't know that I would call it momentum because that's really fleeting at times. Right. But I but I think they've given Vegas a lot to think about. And there's no question that tonight we saw a Golden Knights team that was frustrated. Um, and there's a good chance that frustration, if if they're allowed to play the same style in Game Seven, is going to is going to carry over to Friday night. So if that's momentum, yes, I think the Wild, I think the Wild is going to be in Vegas's heads now far more than than the Golden Knights will be in the Wild's heads, if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. and and your point about Parisi and Dumba, I think, can be tied together pretty simply by saying this. The style of game that the Wild was devoted to playing tonight fits their style now perfectly. Yep. Because if if you go track meet, Zach's not going to win. Like Zach, mm-hmm. Zach can't do it. Uh, if you go, if you go, okay, we're going to get the puck and we're going to break out and we're and we're going to try and do what the Golden Knights do offensively. Zach is. I mean, he'll try. It's never been about how hard he tries. It's about what he's simply capable at thirty six of doing. But when you slow the game down, that pass that he made to Fiala, the bank pass, that was not a play of speed. That was hockey smarts. Again, and yeah, and again, the Fiala pass over to um, Hartman. Hartman. Insane. Yep. Just insane. And then I got one more thing. Yeah, uh, really, really appreciate you guys taking my call. First time on here. I heard you were doing one more, and I was just really, really hoping. Um, I live in Cedar Falls, go to the University of Northern Iowa here in Iowa. Yeah, man. Um, and we, uh, I've been seeing a lot more Wild fans been seeing a lot of people uh yeah. they're they're kind of coming out now and uh just recently got this oh look at well, that oh that's what dex guy. wants dex wants one there's of those. my guy check that out oh, there's my guy i've got the first one i ever got was the red red parisi home jersey yeah and then okay. I, I snagged this last week with a little oh, grandland cool, one a little grandland cool, one though, yeah I like it. yeah hell yeah 
Love it. Oh, man. that's a nice look. Yeah. Love it. Got to get as many as you can, but I uh, just wanted to show those love off it. a little bit. Let yeah, you guys know that here in Iowa, we got a lot more people coming out, showing some love. You can't go anywhere with the wild Jersey on without somebody saying something. So very nice. I think, I think they're gaining a lot, a lot of support. Doesn't it make so much more sense to have your AHL team in Iowa, not Houston bleeping Texas. Like they had, mm. like that was the wilds AHL team for yeah, 15 years. Makes zero sense. <laughs> and honestly, the, the Iowa wild in Des Moines have an insane amount of support themselves. Love I it, mean, man. They, I didn't mean to games, go down for a game. Those yeah, games sound like are, a lot of fun. They're packed. It's a yeah, great build. It's a great yeah, building. Yes, I love yes. that building. Mm-hmm. If you can, you need to go center. to an Iowa Wild game because they, they're just as much fun as a, a regular Wild game, honestly. I mean, the fans are crazy. So, And their ECHL team is now going to be in, like, Coralville, right? I, I think they are I think they have an Possibly, ECHL yeah, yep, in Coralville, yep, yep. which is right by Iowa, Iowa City. City. Yep, yes. Iowa City. Yes, yep. which someday, someday, who knows, the Hawkeyes might actually get hockey. Maybe. Maybe someday. That that would be awesome. I honestly think, I mean, here where I grew up, I grew up in Charles City. We had, we didn't have hockey at all. I've been a fan since probably sixth or seventh grade. I, I think since getting into it, I would have been a one sport athlete had my parents, you know, been, been Ice into time hockey. Expen- or, expensive, right. expensive. Exactly. And you, yep. and you be young. You like 4 a.m. too. I'm a golfer, so that's it. All right. We'll see. That's fine. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Right. Appreciate, appreciate you guys taking check, the call. Check in on Friday, I'll okay. definitely back, be back on again. You guys are awesome. Awesome, man. Thank you for supporting Score North. That's uh, that's, that's our guy Carter. By the way, it, Carter's great. You said uh, also he's uh, he's got a little art account on Instagram at Soda Graphics. So if you want to follow Carter, hit him up at Soda Graphics oh, as well. S O D Soda. Sota as an S O T A as my Minnesota accent. There comes over there as I reference Soda Graphics here from Minnesota Wild are going to Game Seven there against the Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, don't you know? You want to fight about that? Yeah. What's left to say? I mean, Judd, it was, it was, it was an ugly, and it was ugly, beautiful. It was, it was so ugly, it was beautiful. I think that's the best way to say it. It was so ugly, it was beautiful. You want? Do you want wins, or do you want a a, a pleasing game to the eye? Because if you want, want win. wins, exactly right, exactly win. bleeping right. And you know what? Good for this team. It makes me very happy because at three to one. I gotta admit, I started to question the team a little bit, at least. Yeah, I did too. Because I mean, the season has been so much fun. And look, I know that that there were people that didn't e- even expect them to make the playoffs, but we saw enough during the course of the fifty-six game regular season that I think it was a fair expectation to say, okay, they're going to get in the playoffs and be competitive. And then you know, you lose both the games here, games three and four decks, and it was like really disappointing. And I started to question a little bit. Um, hey, game five, game five, you won. Good for you. And tonight, I thought you came out with just a really, really good plan. And like tonight, tonight's why I told you a few months back. I at least I actually like this team. Like I, I like this team. I don't see them as a bunch of prima donnas that all think they're good. And no, I actually like this club. Yeah, I, I'm guessing X is okay since he came back. Um, I think that would be my one area of concern. I, you could make a case, and we don't have to spend too much time on this since we're ending up, but like you could make a case that Joel Erickson Eck is their most important forward. I, I, I yes, can honestly I make said, that case. I said, if he can't play on Friday, that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge deal. That's, that's, that's but the fact he came loss. back yep. um, clearly tells me that, that, I mean, and these guys are tough as nails. He'll try and play through it. Um, I'm guessing it's probably, I, I mean, he's hurt. But uh, the fact he came back is a positive. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And we will be, what, do a uh, preview show on Friday in the morning? Yep. yep. 
Judd's Hockey will, Show preview, and then come back with vent with vent line right after the game. We will uh, Friday night. We will have some reckless speculation. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson will be on off the top on Mackie and Judd tomorrow. We'll uh, speculate on some Timberwolves. If you have not heard, well, uh, the Timberwolves sale isn't as going as according to plan. Can you? Are you? There's are you a lot to talk about, and are and you, and the main storyline is that, that that there was a complaint filed in federal court in Minneapolis today. Uh, come to find out that there are no provisions against the team being moved. So we're going to break that down with our guy, Darren Doogie Wolfson. I got a feeling Phil's going to, I got a feeling Phil's going to lose it. Mount, Mount Mackey. Yeah. I got a feeling erupting. I got a feeling he's not going to take. What's so funny to me is, is, uh, is the hockey whisper is, is quietly, you know, very, very Zen moment, right? That's not Mackey though. Very, very, very Kumbaya (laughs) right now with his hockey team. Yeah. And with his basketball team, which he loves dearly. I mean, the owner, he, he is going, uh, there might be a Mount, um, a Mount Mackey erupting, and I'm not talking Mount Olympia, where he also resides in the same state. I think it will be uh, Mount Mackey will be uh, erupting in Seattle. So that will be on Mackey and Judd tomorrow. Also, we'll, uh, we'll be live on Purple Daily as well, and we will uh, have that posted on our Purple Daily side. This is Score North MN. Thank you so much for guys hanging out with us. This is the most yes. people we ever had in a room for thank a you. non-Vikings-related show. So thank you so much, Judd Zolgad. I am Declan Goff. Subscribe to our channel right here on Score North MN. Follow us on Instagram. We're also on Twitter at Score North. Like us on Facebook, for goodness sakes, if you want to be, uh, be, be a big Hey, do everything. Well. Yeah, do it all. Do the whole do thing. Do it all. But do the whole bleeping thing. Back on Friday. And mm-hmm. again, we will run through, probably be on uh, deep into the I'm night. Not- Hope. Hopefully the Wild wins that game, so it'll be a lot of fun. I'm not pouring any more of this. It's uh, it's almost 1 a.m. You need to Friday, get to sleep, young man. Friday, I got to go home and write. If it's Friday, I will be uh, I'll be pouring a second glass. Can't Score, do it tonight. Scorenorth.com in the morning. Check out the latest Zolgad column. Declan, it's all Pat, yours. Pat shoot score.